Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you were warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast. And since we're releasing this on Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time once again for our feature segment. And we're going to jump right into them here in a second. Uh, but if you're new to the format for the show, uh, we normally get all of our news and current event stuff out of the way on the Monday portion of the show. And on this one, we dedicate the entire time to talking about our items on the agenda that are a little less um, urgent. I think that's the best word, such as fun with real audio. Uh, and making its return this week is the geekery. And we've got some great stuff there. So, hi, I'm your host, X, and uh, continuing on with the quest that we started together this week is the Samwise to my Frodo, Felicia Entwistle. Oh, I get to be <laughs> Samwise? Oh, I'm so happy. I just get to be super bitchy, and you get to be like, bitch, you're, we're on this quest together. <laughs> you Remember the Shire. You Remember the Shire. <laughs> so, no, there's, um, pretty, there's pretty things. Yeah. Uh, the tigers, tigers are back. Tigers are coming back. Hey, that that <laughs> giraffe finally popped out its kid today. I watched that this morning. <laughs> Fucking finally had the kid, huh? I know, right? Jeez. Yeah, so little little baby boy giraffe, cute little thing. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to give a quick shout out to those people that have been uh, getting in touch with me regularly about the show, uh, outside of being patrons. So I wanted to give a quick express thanks to Celia Gray. Adam Hatch and Alan Ferkenhoff for keeping me really fucking entertained at my long nights at work. I work opposite schedule of everybody else on the show, so it's nice to for people to keep me going, like being a little cheerleader at work. You guys are fucking awesome people. All right, it's been a really hellish week, and what a better way to relax and take our minds off of things like Donald Trump than to dip our toes in what's been going on in the world of geeks since we last convened. Felicia, you missed the geekery last time because we had a uh, I believe we had um, Luke Hunsaker from the Nerd Dome podcast. We had, uh, oh my god, we had oh. we had the whole fucking panel. We had Kyle and we had uh, my friend uh, Brian from uh, the Geek Dad Report. So we had a lot of geeks on last time that we did this one. So anyway, can we just get started and talk about that teaser trailer for the Last Jedi? Oh my god! God! <laughs> oh my um, god! From the first. <sighs> hand on the rock i'm like i'm in okay yes what <laughs> Sold yes I'm money in. throw my money at the tv please fucking Take make my this money. Movie. give it to me now give it to me now give it to me now oh william put on the last one <laughs> i i when that came out and we were talking about it in the chat room i'm like fuck and so i had to hurry and i threw my chromecast on my tv and i'm like kids stop whatever you're doing because i have them during the day most of the day there's important news there's sit important news, sit children. there on the couch and do not talk do not talk words, and I put something up because they don't read quite so fast yet. So I put it on there, and I'm like, "You need to see this." And so they see Star Wars, and they're like, <gasps> "They're like, what is this? Is this the new one? Is this the new one?" And I'm like, "I love the fact that I get to do this. I love Star Wars. Thank Star you, Disney. Wars. Thank you so much, Disney, for making new Star Wars I, movies every year." Because I have read, <laughs> I have read several criticisms. Uh, recently of the most recent one they're like oh it was just you know it was fan nonsense it was just uh it was just it was a repeat of the last of the other star wars and i'm like that's what makes star wars great okay star wars sticks to a model it's right? poetry <laughs> yeah it just repeats itself and that's what makes it good it's the great characters the care you guys it's a character story all right like that's where they fucked up in the prequels is that they didn't make it a character story they were like 
Senate. Am Let's I talk right? about the Galactic a... Senate and Palpatine coming trade to power. And, Federation. And trade Federation. And the, the wars happening between the trade federations and the, 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 the what was it at the time? The fucking, uh, the Republic. The Republic versus the Trade Federation. Stuff. No. Go back. Go back to, okay, maybe not everyone had this, but my dad used to tell me wonderful bedtime stories where he'd just make it up and he'd always make me and like my best friend Ayla characters in the stories and like we'd always be oh so oh, great lucky. We'd always, <laughs> and we'd, we'd always be the heroes of the stories and we'd go on these adv- it was great but like it was really simple stories guys these weren't like sweeping epic tales this wasn't lord of the rings where there was a lot going on no it was like and you do this thing and then there's a conflict and then you resolve it and then in the end that's a good story that's all because, stories <laughs> yeah because star wars is the characters it's the characters in the story that we give a fuck about i don't give a shit if they're repeating the same bullshit over and over nobody gives a fuck because the characters are interesting and finn and ray and kylo ren they're interesting they're interesting characters they can repeat history i don't give a fuck just give just feed me feed me (laughs) these characters (laughs) oh man but i i did get a bit sad when i saw that they showed the back of leia's head and i'm like oh fucking carrie fisher why'd you have to die (laughs) we watched the tribute to her today and i I, cried i can't i i i honestly i don't have the i don't have the emotional fortitude to deal with that right now (laughs) she was just oh my god as a little girl as a little girl growing up, and there was Princess Leia, and she was amazing. Somebody's got to save our skins. Pew, pew. Like, there was <laughs> Princess Leia. Like, there was always. I went to Halloween dressed as Princess Leia from the Ewoks with the thing braided in my hair. My mom made me a false leather, like, dress mm. thing. Yeah. And like two people knew who I was. They're like, "Are you Leia?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." She and they're was like, bad as yeah, fuck on are. the speeder bikes, you know. <laughs> she was amazing. Leia was amazing in every single film, and she was vulnerable. And she was she ah oh, never once did she have to deny her whatever femaleness she is. Like she says, "I love you first. She says, "I love you first. And he goes, "I know." And then she gets to like give it back. And like she, and it never like tore her apart. She was who she was, and she owned it. And that was Carrie Fisher, and by the, the way. And the third like, movie, Carrie Fisher was that. Oh. She she was the one that came in, fucking big dick swinging into Jabba's palace, saying like, "Yeah, you're gonna take this fucking Wookiee, otherwise I'm gonna blow this fucking place up." Oh my god, she was. <laughs> that was amazing. She was. <laughs> and and I never met a man. I never met a man who was like, that was lame. It was a girl. Never once. No, you bought it. You bought it the whole fucking time because it was Leia and she was a bitch and she was going to get shit done. Like, mm. oh, loved so, her. So I I love the new generation of people. I love Finn. I love Ray. I love Poe. I love all of them. I fucking I love, love them. them. <laughs> Poe is adorable. Poe is adorable. And he's like, just like, excited to be there and he's like but he's also kind of a badass he's but you smarty. know he's, not, he's a smart yeah, ass he's such a smart ass and then there's finn who's just trying Hap- his he's best. happy to be there <laughs> yeah he's trying his best and then there's ray who like takes her shit seriously and is amazing no and no kind. no no that one <laughs> like... yeah and she's kind and she means it. And she's just, she just lives in her, like, oh, these are great characters. <laughs> they're so good. And people are just they're so, so willing. Good. They're so ready to shit on, like, stuff that, that, give it a fucking chance. We had a, a two minute teaser and people are already shitting on it. It's like, what the fuck is and wrong Kylo with you Red, people? <laughs> Kylo Ren, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he, yeah, you're right. He's whiny and he throws big fits and he's just, He's yeah, awful. But he's but unhinged. He's, but he's <laughs> dangerous. He's dangerous. And he, because he's unhinged and because he has no reason, he had all the reasons to be a happy, well developed child. And he's just a shitbag. And he, that makes him dangerous. Oh, it's a great character. <laughs> it's a great character. So, no, we're not excited about Last Jedi at all. No, no we're no, no, I'm no. not. 
And we don't. We not only I, got that I one. Stop and stop my boss and go Star Wars this week. Mm, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't turn my computer screen and go. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get just treated just to one amazing fucking trailer this week. We got treated to two of them with Thor Ragnarok. And oh, the th- out of a fuck. Oh God. <sighs> oh my God. Did you notice? Did you notice? Okay, I'm getting really excited right now. <laughs> but um, did you notice X that about halfway through the trailer, it stopped looking like a Thor movie and it started looking like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Have you heard what they what they've been jokingly calling it? They're calling it as Guardians of the Galaxy. and for me it's it's world war hulk and so or i'm i'm fucking there gladiator hulk versus gladiator (laughs) like i'm in i'm so in i'm so in and you got jeff goldblum as a villain fuck i'm there and you got carl urban as another guy i'm like fuck i'm there i'm just i'm so there (laughs) and thor comes out he's clearly been fucked with like he's been he's fighting for his life, you know, and he's just been he's clearly been fucked with. And he comes out. and He's like, yeah, he's a friend from work. I love it. I didn't. I, nobody was expecting him to say friend from work. Friend from work. <laughs> that was the Who best goddamn that? line. You are the one. He's a friend <laughs> from work. Fucking Thor. <laughs> and the movies treat him as if he is Thor the God. So just for him to say friend from work i was just like so it has me thinking it it has me thinking that the 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 short little clips about what thor was doing during civil war where he was just hanging out in fucking australia at some dude's apartment were fucking real i think they're canon i think those were were canon like that's what thor was doing he's like nah i'm just doing thor stuff like putting mjolnir to bed with a blankie then he like visits Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange fills his beer and he's like, Yup. Okay. I'm not really a <laughs> fan right. of tea. And then he's got this big fucking cup. <laughs> yes. Stop. Yup. Go sign oh. a beer. That yeah, that's accurate. There we, like, there we go. Like and oh. I and I love it because there's been people that are just like like we were talking about earlier, just willing to shit on everything. And when like the first Thor movie came out, everybody's like, "Oh, it's Thor. Nobody cares about Thor." But I was like, "It's Kenneth Branagh. It's a re- it's a really good movie. It's really good, guys." And then the second Thor movie came out, and everybody started shitting on it. I'm like, "It's got Christopher Eccleston." I like. That was a good that movie. movie multiple times. I've watched it's that good. movie multiple it's, times. It's, it's, it's good. got Natalie Portman, and she's brilliant. Or, no, and yeah, she's no matter what she does, she's brilliant. <laughs> And, and like, and she sells her character. Like, she's so good. She disappears into that character. She's just like, yeah, I'm. And you can tell she's like, yeah, no, I love this. I'm having a blast. <laughs> like, she's she's so she's not too good for any role she plays. And I, oh, I love her. I and love has, her. Has one of my favorite doctors playing the villain in that. So I'm 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 sold already because I love Christopher Eccleston. I love that man. Uh, and. Like it was just so funny that like that one just got trounced upon by a lot of people. Like, oh, it's Marvel's first flop to date, and I'm like, fuck you guys. That was a good movie. Wait, uh, the second Thor was they yeah. called it a flop? Well, because I didn't thought it sell. made all the it, money. It made all the money that it needed to make, but everybody's like, oh, it wasn't as good as this movie or that movie, and it's like, uh, I liked it better. Oh than Oh my Iron god, Man 3. <laughs> stop complaining so much. Marvel is just pumping out great shit after okay iron fist was not that good all right but, yeah they but okay. iron fist was wasn't not amazing good. but it wasn't terrible that's the thing it was <laughs> not terrible <laughs> like luke it cage, was not i finished it i i watched all of luke cage like even the like and but there were like four or five episodes where i'm like this is boring as fuck but you know what <laughs> it built it built up to what it needed to be because it's long form television <laughs> it's like i'm paying like eight to ten dollars a month for netflix and like i have nothing I to bitch this? about i have nothing to bitch whole about thing? you know how much whole thing you know how much i pay for hbo cinemax showtime and fucking stars on my cable <laughs> it's ridiculous like, oh man. my god I, like you guys quit bitching all right some not all of them are gonna be the best movie you ever saw but are you enjoy are you having fun are you, are you not fun? entertained and, <laughs> and also as a feminist, and yes, Marvel needs to catch the sh- the fuck up on their female character. They need a female-driven movie. Yes, we need our Black Panther movie. Yes, they do. And that's great. But um, except You guys are pushing Captain for... Marvel way the fuck back. 
Yeah, no, that's really got to come out, guys. You you got to get that going. Um, but uh, like other the, the one time there was a strong female character, uh, Agent, what's her name? Um, I'm terrible. Captain for this America, one because, because I didn't watch uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, Agent Carter. Yeah, because yeah, I watched yeah. the show and I really loved the show, and then they canceled it, so I mean, mm. it's not sticking in my memory. Uh, I like, but like, so in in Captain America, they're like, she's a badass, and I was like, uh, and I like did a jerk off motion in the theater, <laughs> but like then they made a show about her, and I was like, yeah, this but show's it, it, great. You got to admit, in the Captain America movie, it was great when she threw the shield at. Let Steve had just started popping rounds at him. <laughs> oh no, she was a delight. It was she was a delight. I just felt like she was just shoved in there. But yeah, for Mar- the Mary most Sue. part, but for the most part, the females that have been in the show have been interesting and yeah. engaging characters, and like, and, and they've had such a wonderful story arc. And I'm like, and then they're gonna do a Black Panther movie. And Eli Bosnick was like, "You went with Cat," and I was like, "You know what? I dug it." I dug it. I like it. Mm. <laughs> so Thor Ragnarok trailer, we're we're all super uh, duper uh, fucking excited for that one. I'm Thor ones up my favorite. <laughs> um, let's see. We also got some casting news for uh, the next Fantastic Beasts movie, and there's a lot of people that didn't like Fantastic Beasts. I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, uh, our our resident geek in charge, Jeff, he he hated Fantastic Beasts, and I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? Wait, when did Jeff get president? No, he's he he is a. He, I've seen his rooms. He's he's pretty fucking nerdy. <laughs> he no, he doesn't get resident completely resident geek. He he has not completed his tenure on the podcast yet to be able to claim that I title. I like Fantastic Beasts. I, I thought it was it. great. I thought it was. I mean, what I liked about it is like, oh look, meanwhile in America, <laughs> like yay! It was adorable. It was cute. It was cute and it was fun and it totally fit the mythology of harry potter and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it thoroughly and so we have jude law being cast as a uh, young dumbledore in or younger and dumbledore i should say I'll take it. i will take it in a fucking heartbeat because i jude i like law jude law. is fucking sexy i don't care uh, <laughs> the dude is amazing looking like uh, he was one of these saving graces of that uh steven spielberg remake of the kubrick wannabe script of ai like his gigolo joe He's one of the main reasons I like that movie. He was great in like um, Repo Man. What the fuck was it? Is that the name of that movie? The one where they the people have uh, replacement organs that cost a lot and if they don't pay, the people yeah, are allowed repo. to repossess. Repo. Yeah. 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 He was good in that. I mean, he's he's a great fucking actor. And so him playing Dumbledore is great. And I can especially imagine a Grindelwald and Dumbledore sandwich with, uh, <laughs> with Jude <gasps> Law. And- yes, please. I and can get uh, off to Johnny it. Depp. I can get off to it. And Johnny Depp was the nice little. Oh, that's a good little twist at the end. But everybody's like, no. A lot of people didn't know what was going on there because they didn't read Deathly Hallows close enough. <laughs> Clearly, they did not read Deathly Hallows close because, like, as Mm-mm. soon as I heard it, I was like, oh shit, fuck, are you serious? I'm like, Grindelwald, right what? It's <laughs> Grindelwald. I like hit William. I'm like, that's Grindelwald. He's like, who? I'm like, you didn't read the books. It's Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm excited. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go see it in the theaters now because I was apprehensive about the first one because I didn't know with the age appropriateness and if my kids would like it and stuff. But come to find out, they really like this stuff. Um, how about uh Josh Brolin being cast as as Cable in Deadpool two? I have no feelings. Okay, so I my feeling on this is like. What the fuck is going on? Because Josh Brolin is Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's he's the voice of the the Purple Titan. You know the the the. I know the, Thanos. And yeah, so, no, I'm tracking. So he's also going to be voicing, you know, not voicing. He's going to be acting as Cable in Deadpool Two. He's like the the son of um, Jean Grey and Scott Summers that can time travel and. He's got but some Deadpool, weird metal arm and shit and stuff. And <laughs> but Deadpool's kind of like I know it's completely separate any- universe. I know it's completely separated by like this wall of Fox and Marvel and everything. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird because you know <laughs> that Ryan that Ryan Reynolds is writing jokes right now related to the Goonies. <laughs> but Josh Brolin getting this role. 
For those that don't know, uh, Josh Brolin was the one that played Brand in uh, the Goonies movie. The older brother that rode the the little kid bike down the fucking hill. Uh, he was he's been in a lot of fucking movies. He's he's a good actor. I like him. I just found it really funny that he's playing like we have the main villain for the MCU going to be joining his Deadpool's right. like closest buddy. <laughs> here's here's why I have no feelings. Um, because the first Deadpool movie, oh, nailed it. Love that movie. Um, just so good and. Uh, I'm I think just, it's going to be hard for them to catch lightning in a bottle twice. I think it really will. I'm I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared for the second Deadpool movie. Um, they might do it, and so I'm keeping an open mind yeah, to I'm, anything, gonna... any decisions they make. I'm like, you guys, you know what? I'm not going to get on, and I'm not going to make a tirade, and I'm not going to have an opinion because I was way way wrong about Heath Ledger's Joker <laughs> way wrong oh weren't we all Jesus Christ weren't we all oh, wrong about that so wrong so wrong we're gonna get the uh, guy from A Knight's Tale playing Joker what <laughs> that doesn't make any sense he's too ten, pretty he's ten too things pretty. I hate about you no that's not gonna work <laughs> oh shit were we wrong we were oh, all man. so wrong <laughs> so I'm going to trust that Ryan Reynolds loves this too much to let it be horrible all right, and that's where I'm gonna live. Where yeah, I'm gonna live with that, it. that's that's a good place to live. So, um, did you watch the Watchmen movies, Felicia? Did you ever see that one? the The movie that came out for Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, a, I watched it. Uh, I, so, you said movies. So yeah, I was sorry. They, for okay, because they released a movie, then they released a director's cut, and then they also released a one where it had the tales of the Black Freighter stuff that was in the comics, along with it. And so, like, there was a story within the comic, a comic within the comic. Uh, it, it's inception. Yeah, I just saw the it's, one. I just yeah. saw the one. So and I, they, and I liked it. I didn't love it. I they liked made like it. A, they made like a four-hour movie, I think, eventually, where it like had all of that stuff in there, and it's worth it. It's worth watching at least once in your life. Um, but anyway, they're talking about yeah, doing. Warner Brothers is talking about doing a R-rated Watchmen movie based on the comics, like an animated version. And I'm I'm there. I'm 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 all for it. <laughs> so. Um, it's gonna reference the source material and everything, but you've already got a live action. Why do you need to go animated as well? I don't. I don't know. It's Warner Brothers trying to make money. So, yeah. See, I have like, I mean, the live action. It's not gonna be one that sticks with me, right? Like, it's yeah. not gonna be like, oh shit, I remember that movie. Like, Sin City has these moments for me where I'm like, yep, I got a condition. Nope, I, can, <laughs> I can see it. Like, I can see it in my mind's eye. Sorry. For me, that was um, like the only thing for Sin City that stuck with me was Marv. That's the only story that stuck with me. <laughs> Honestly, uh, even Sin City, I just have flashes of images. Like, eh, I don't really remember the movie that well. Or the um, yellow and bastard. Watchmen, Watchmen kind of hit me the same way, where it's like, I remember the blue dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite scene in that whole thing was like the whole... Uh, what when the the short little redheaded guy that's playing um what's his name Rorschach is going home? Oh yeah, you've got it confused if you think that I'm in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> He's going oh, crazy yeah. on these guys. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. <laughs> and he threw yeah. the fucking grease like the 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 fucking grease trap from the deep fryer into the dude's face and. <laughs> Love I feel movie. like that one would be a bit heavy for mushrooms. That's probably yeah, that probably a bit too much. Uh, let's see. How about well, the and, and only because we'd lose interest. Okay, so here's the thing: is like, <laughs> other than like the wall, it, the wall could set you on a bad trip. Uh, leaving Las Vegas could set you on a bad trip. Um, just based on their like psychedelic nature. Yeah. But like, here's the thing about mushrooms: is like uh, the things that you think are going to set you off usually don't. Uh, so Sin City, we'd probably just get bored because there's not enough like sound or pretty things mm-hmm. to look at, and you really need that like really gorgeous like music that you can like escape into. Lord of the Rings soundtrack, great for it. By oh, the way, then Movie, watch. I want, I, may, may I humbly suggest The Fifth Element? I think that would be an amazing one because that soundtrack i, I like love that soundtrack <laughs> great soundtrack could listen to the soundtrack for sure but uh the movie it's got too much going on he can't yeah. follow shit okay <laughs> like you don't follow shit your brain goes on ways and that's why avatar is great because avatar is like 
hey, look at all these amazing things, and you're out. Like your your yeah. trip actually like follows like the reality, like which one is more real, and then like it 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 works. I'm just saying it works. I'm just saying very few movies are good for it, but most of the time when you're like it's cinematic, it's visually it's a really cool movie, and most of the time you're gonna be like, yeah, when you're sober. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we're going to get to the celebrity deaths here in a second because we had two this week that kind of kind of fucked with me a little bit. I mean, one wasn't that unexpected, but one was like, oh, man, shit, really? Uh, and I'm sure you guys already know what that is. But uh, let's talk about the new Labyrinth movie that they've actually finally come out and said is happening. No, it's, it's not a reboot or a sequel. It's going to be happening in the Labyrinth universe. Which I don't know what the fuck that means. Why? <laughs> like, Why? There's there's one interesting story going on in the Labyrinth universe. And there's it, one. It was a story and that they was did it. going on in the girl's head. You know, it wasn't like even. Uh, but then again, you have the very was it? scene. That, I don't. It's fuck, I don't you know. don't know. You don't yeah, know. You that, don't that's know. exactly where it needs to end. That's where it needs to stop. We don't need great. another. We don't need anything else. And okay, I understand. You know the the Lee George Cade the 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 whole eh maybe um and it's not gonna take away the original labyrinth for me and I'm still gonna watch it but like I feel annoyed that they're gonna redo this one because the 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 magic of that one was that it was campy yeah. and that it was silly and that it didn't take itself too seriously I don't the and it was world Muppets doesn't... <laughs> yeah it was Muppets I don't need a more realistic labyrinth don't no, need it no nope need needs it. it. Nope. Nobody needs it. And so like, when it comes out, I'll probably end up watching it. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, uh, I'd rather watch the original. Probably. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be the, the turd in the punch bowl because I fucking hate that kind of geek. But at the same time, it's like, why not just make a different movie and not. I understand that the money lies in saying, hey, this is a movie in the Labyrinth universe. So you get all those asses and seats that like Labyrinth. But at the same time, couldn't you just make this an original, original story? Yeah. Make it an original story. Like, be inspired by the labyrinth. Be inspired by the puppets and mm. by the concept. I mean, there's a lot of inspiration there there's to work with. There's a lot there. Oh, my God. There's a lot of inspiration to work there. And you can make something new and original. And it turns out, guys, new and original, <laughs> it makes money. It does. It really does. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> so uh, Just do something cool. Like, do in, something... Do something creative. Like, let your writers go. Like, let them be. Let them do the thing. So, in a bit of the the sad news, and I I was was hesitant to go here this week because everybody's been talking about it, but we lost Charlie Murphy this week. Fucking died of leukemia, of all things. And that's that makes me kind of sad because Charlie Murphy was really super duper fucking funny. And it it sucks that he's gone because a lot of the, the funniest skits on the Chappelle show came from charlie murphy I mean, Charlie Murphy. Sorry, <laughs> i had to i'm sorry i'm sorry everyone darkness <laughs> it's just what are the five fingers say to the face i mean yes it was rick james but it was played off of it was charlie murphy's real hollywood stories that he was telling and the, you know the whole getting dunked on by fucking prince was amazing <laughs> so i'm gonna miss charlie murphy he's he's gone and we lost fucking don rickles man we i mean it's not so much of a surprise because he was old as shit, but it's like still, I don't like being of this age where people that I've known for like the longest part of my life are keeling over. It's like, oh, this is starting to hurt, man. <laughs> it's starting to get. I mean, Carrie Fisher going. I with that one. That was a surprise. I mean, fuck. <laughs> that one hurt. That one hurt. Uh, we Fisher lost Alan Rickman. God damn it. We, we lost, lost Alan Rickman. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, he's dead. Oh That's no, awful. Severus is gone. <laughs> anyway. Always. Yeah. So, <sighs> so yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to end it on a sad note, but you know, it. everybody has their own time on the planet. And then planet, you so... end up with a dick in you. <laughs> Call back. Call back. <laughs> Crumb. I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good men or bad, why we fought or why we died. No. All that matters is that two stood against many. That's what's important. 
Balor pleases you, Kram. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. So good old Flesh Yoda Pat Robertson is back again this week with another clip and Yay! You know the, the, Well Thank the greatest you. thing that we could possibly say is that every time we do a clip, that's one less that we will ever have to do for him because he's eventually going to die. I mean, if Don Rickles died, Pat Robertson's gotta be real promise. He's gotta be close. I mean, unless his unless he's a lich. I think he might be. But anyway. It's like, by the way. Oh, sorry. I just sorry. always pronounce it always no, it, the way that I've learned. So Yeah, you read it. You read it. So I get it. Because like it's it, it reads like Lich, but it's actually pronounced like. But all the commercials for like uh World of Warcraft called it the Lich King, so I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, the actual pronunciation like. You just mansplained me. <laughs> I did. <laughs> sorry, I know mythology better than That's you. That's okay. But Pat Robertson. Here we go. Well, are our young men being turned into wimps? I paused it right there. <laughs> because okay. define, define wimp, you misogynistic fucktard. I bet you can't, you can't do half the shit that a young person can do. We want men <laughs> to express all emotion and anger. That's healthy. How about we let, let guys have feelings? How, how about we do that? That's, that'd be just an amazing thing for all guys in general, is where we don't go, oh, he's such a pussy, <laughs> like showing a little bit of emotion. Seriously. Like, okay, men, men feel feelings, and yep. all those feelings don't have to be manifested in anger, because that's the only acceptable emotion for what? men to show. Get the fuck out of here. I know. <laughs> I know. Did you know, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, you can feel sad and you can feel frustrated and you can feel joyous and you can feel excited and you can do all these things that women feel. But then when women feel anger, they're fucking crazy. Fucking bitches. <laughs> Sorry. Not really meaning that, but just Pat Robertson's just already starting off from boys becoming wimps. What is that what's happening on college campuses? Can you believe that they've got to apologize for being masculine? They have to apologize for being white. They've got to apologize for being oh, males. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. Who apologize for being white? Who apologize for being masculine? Being okay. If you're being like proto-fucking-masculinity, like when you're like this, this guy where it's like, all women must get in the kitchen and cook for me. It's like, no, no. Yeah, you should apologize for shit like that. Maybe you know? walk that shit back. Maybe walk it back a bit. Yeah. You know, apologize for being like, white. No, I don't think no one's ever asked for me as a white dude for someone to go. I demand that you apologize for the shit that you did to my ancestors. No one's ever said that. No, no. And, and when people point out that um, white people used to own slaves, what they're doing is pointing out that you benefit from a system yeah. that 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 favors you because of your skin color which is bullshit uh but it is it's a thing it's it exists and i as named felicia working in a job that's largely over the phone now <laughs> i'm realizing how much that doesn't benefit me and so what what really makes me laugh a little bit here is that he's talking about boys in college boys college it's like Pat Robertson, you're old as fuck, man. <laughs> so anybody to you is a fucking boy. I bet Mitt Romney is a boy. <laughs> to this yeah, guy. he's a young man. He's a young man to you. I'm like Mitt Romney's old as shit, guys. <laughs> what, what does this even mean, wimp? What is okay? Let's let, let him let's let him, let's let him talk wimp. some more. It is crazy what's happening on college campuses. Not at Regent University, I might add, but on many of them. <laughs> well, on many college campuses, <laughs> masculinity used to be looked as something to be desired. Now it's regarded as something shameful. It, it Define masculinity. He's probably never going to get to that, but let's let him finish this last little bit. It's a short clip. Do you, would you want a wimp? <laughs> really? No, I like, I like manly men, and they are scarce out there. Well, I mean, you know? they, they, the time they're little kids, they, they're, they're feminized. I mean, it's just awful. 
There you go. Feminized. <laughs> oh, shit. Feminized. 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 Oh. She's like, no, okay, I like I manly men. So are you telling me you like Islamic guys? Is that what you're telling what me? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> manly men. All right. Um, I'm bi. I like uh, the ladies and the men. And the men that I like, I like them larger than me. I actually, I like the women larger than me, too, now that I think about it. Um, I just like the weight. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> and, I, and I like them, and, and, and I like it when they're stronger than me. I don't know why. It's just a thing. It's my thing. Um, <laughs> but, not, like, not kink shaming. <laughs> just, I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny as shit. Uh, but uh, I don't want them to cook better than me. I certainly <laughs> don't want them. Like, I don't want them. I, look, I don't want to work the guy who can cook better than me. I want a guy who can cook, but I don't want him to cook better than me. You don't want uh, to be like, well, actually, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't you dare come into my kitchen and tell me how to cook some shit. Oh, um, man. <laughs> and, well, okay. Actually, that's not entirely true because uh, up until William could teach me how to flip an egg, I couldn't flip eggs. I could do all sorts of crazy shit in the kitchen. I could, I could make a sauce that would like melt your balls, but I could not flip an egg until William taught me how to flip an egg. But that came from a place of mutual respect where it was like, I don't know how to do this. And he was like, here, watch me do it. And then game I learned how to do it. Game <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't coming from a place of, oh, let me teach you little thing. But, wimps. but cooking is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But wimps, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to understand, define masculinity for me, please. Define what is what does that mean uh because i'm in a relationship where we communicate openly yeah um how dare you talk about his feelings (laughs) yeah right like but or i'm in a i'm in a relationship where we express affection our um not all emotions need to be expressed through anger I'm really confused. What does this mean? What define? I don't define think, masculinity. Like I said, I'm we didn't. We don't get understand. a definition from him, but I don't know what they're talking about because you know, if you're talking about somebody that is toxically masculine, where they're like douche guys, where they're complete like fucking brotastic kind of dudes, and it's like, I want a guy that's manly. You know, the guy that'll fuck fuck around with the bridesmaid on the wedding night. It's like no, like. What the fuck do you mean by masculine? The guy that sows his oats everywhere? Or are you talking about? Are you talking about like the Spanish conquistador kind of way of things happening? Or are you talking about the? Yeah, okay, the f- that's that's where I'm coming to. The problem is yeah. like define masculine. Please explain this to me because I, I don't see a problem with a guy who has sex with a bridesmaid at a wedding. Like, okay, why? If he's wanting because- guys. If he's wanting guys to be like Gaston, no. <laughs> I'd rather them not be that way. And that's toxic for everyone around them. Yeah. Look at LeFou. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. That, but that's all we're going to give for fucking Pat Robertson. We, we took a minute clip and stretched it to eight. Congratulations. <laughs> this is good food. This isn't junk. It's the seasoning, and it's the texture, it's the flavor. Can you all see this at all? It smells so good. It's so fulfilling. It's satisfying. It's so fulfilling. Here, you want some soup, you hungry? All right. Now, this is beans and rice. This is two buckets. That is the potato soup. Oh, that is so good. Hey, Pop, we just made it. <laughs> Dear God, it's good. If your Social Security checks doesn't come, you can eat this. Get it now. Get it to your house. Look at the lumps and chunks. Look at those potatoes. Dear God, it's good. Look at here. Look at this. Oh. Oh, good. Oh, my God. This is your favorite soup. You want to take a bite of it? It's hot. It's hot. It's really hot. Oh, you're going to get the napkins out. It gets a little messy with your maker. It's hot. So just sip it. It gets a little messy. And this one's still hot. Boy, it stays warm. It is still hot. Just don't. His food is it's seasoned Listen, and flavored. It's and so good. Every food fulfilling. is great. 
All right, so Jim Baker was at the inauguration for Donald Trump. I mean, big fucking surprise there. We kind of we already kind of knew that was going on. And at that inauguration, there was like the POTUS Shield group that was there. And one of those people was Cindy fucking Jacobs. And you might remember her as the shrill voice of, you know, true Christ believing. And um uh, he's got a clip here that we're going to share with you where he talks about where she talks about Trump will turn the tables on Satan. So let's get started. Just hours before the inauguration, everybody, it seems like the who's who of the world were at this meeting. Okay. So on the video, I didn't put it up here or anything, but we're talking like he had people on there like Michelle Bachman. The who's who were there. Like anybody was there. <laughs> Michelle Bachman. Like Michelle Bachman is not that fucking important, guys. What the fuck? He said of the world. Uh, where's Angela Merkel? Because she mm, won there. No. PhD in some higher level fucking like physics that I'll never have the ability to talk about. God, she's smart. I was crying during part of it because James Dobson. It's such a miracle what God's done. Okay, why so she's are talking you here? to why Cindy Jacobs. Cindy, I looked around and there you are. Why, why did you come for this? Well, this is the beginning of a new season, Jim. Okay, if you want to wonder what Jim, like Cindy Jacobs looks like, Imagine Dolores Umbridge with less pink. And that's exactly who's fucking talking to the camera right here. Oh, we're talking we're talking about a hedgehog of a woman that has probably the sandpaperiest of vaginas in the world. You know, she's, she's gonna she's gonna make the statement, we're gonna replace feminism with femininity. Yes, that was Conway, but she's totally gonna agree with it. Yeah. It's a new era. It's a new it's a new change. And a time that we feel we've been rescued, basically. It's and not change. You can't sit there and call it change if you're going back to a thing. You can't the, sit there and say, make America great again. And then we're going, oh, change and hope. You can't. You don't get to do that. You don't let's get to repeal, say change. Let's repeal everything that black president did. Everything that he did. Whether we have a replacement for it or not, let's just go ahead and repeal everything that he did. Because... We need to erase anything from his legacy because we are that fucking pedantic. God damn it, these people. And we're hearing the Lord, you know, as we met with a group of prophets, that it's a breakthrough year. And this is a year that the breaker is going before us. Mm -hmm. And the we know that it's happening, about? that literally we're going to see a reversal. In fact, the word the Lord gave me was God is turning the tables, which means when, uh, when a champion comes in and a there's thought. a reversal. <laughs> you had a thought? I had a thought in my head. I had a thought in my head, and now that means the same thing as this. God said to me, I thought a thought, and now it's a thing. I thought a thought, and now it's a thing. You know how many times I've thought a thought and made it a thing? I do art, guys. I think thoughts all the time and make them things. I like, think a thought <laughs> and make them real all the time. That is a real. It's a that is my thing. gift to you, listening at home. <laughs> but God told me. God told me. God is. God told own, me. God's the thing in your head. It's your own voice in your own head. You've just given it a name. You're not saying that's my id. That's my psyche. You're not listening to that and thinking, oh, that's just the other parts of my brain talking to me. No, that's my your still small voice. My therapist would tell me that I need to just let that like. No, it's me. That's not necessarily all the things outside of me. Sometimes I'm going to pick up on things and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes it's just my head. Yeah. I, I went shopping at Walmart earlier today. I fucking hate that store, especially on Saturdays because it's a fucking zoo. And so like I got to the point where my anxiety trigger started happening and I'm like, fuck this place. <laughs> I had to hide out in the plus size women's clothing area because I'm like, you go buy the things that you need. I will stay over here with the scented candles because I can't fucking take it. <laughs> oh, it's fucking weird. Flight or flight fucking defenses. Anyway, Cindy Jacobs. So of everything the enemy did, essentially in battle, the tables enemy. is in turn. <laughs> enemy, 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 enemy. Anybody right, who's what? against Trump, I guess, is an enemy. I think that's that oh. might be what she means. That's really a fucked up thing to say. That's a really <laughs> fucked up thing to say because I fucking hate Trump. I fucking hate him. I think he is a disgusting human being that is the example of the worst that humanity is to offer in today's society. 
but I have not called him or his supporters the enemy mm. because I have to live with these people. You know, I, don't I think work I... with Trump supporters. Like, for fuck's sake, man. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? Put him up on a guillotine? Jesus Christ, no. Mm. I can't say nothing. <laughs> I li- legally cannot say anything. <laughs> oh, but, Look, you know. I give him the benefit of the doubt of ignorance and ignorance and ignorance because I have nothing else to get. The fucker the still has not that... filled his entire cabinet. He still has and not this... done that. And he's blaming he's blaming the Democrats for it. And they're like, no, we've we've voted for all the people that you've put in front of us so far. <laughs> the enemy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Seriously. And how God's going to turn the tables on Satan. He's God. He owns the tables and Satan and everything else that exists within that fucking universe. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, you either get free will, you either get free will, or God controls this shit. And it sort of looks like there isn't one. <laughs> it I love that. It sort of looks like human beings are just doing flailing the about. There, we're we're we are paramecium flagellating in the fucking ether. That's all we're doing. We're, we're monkeys bonking around, fucking <laughs> sucking up resources and fucking breeding. That's all we're doing. The earth existed before there were stars. The moon emits light and was split into parts. Elephants turned into chewed grass by stones dropped from birds. These are a few of Quran's perfect words. Millennia old men at the time of the flood Your body was fashioned from one clot of blood No evolution but men turned to apes In the Quran you will find no mistakes When you tell me Allah will burn me And it makes me sad I simply remember these ludicrous things And then I don't feel so all right so there is a muslim candidate running for uh office somewhere and i I don't remember exactly what city it's in i apologize for that however he's running for a republican office that works out yeah and uh it's interesting to hear the kind of question that he's been given and how he responds to it so let me just let it play for here here real quick Giovanna, your turn, and your question is to Muhammad Ali Bouyan. That's a- Welcome, Mr. Bouyan. <clears throat> You're proud of potentially becoming the first Republican Muslim congressman in Georgia. Okay, Yet Georgia. some people are, frankly, uncomfortable with the notion of Muslim in office. What? Whoa! Yeah. Are you fucking with me right now? Already off to a bad start, and you won't believe See, this that... Is, it- this is where heathens come out. Like, we're like, they're like, people are uncomfortable with a Muslim, and we're like, no, it's all the same to us. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, uh, it's all the same. Like, no, to us. Muslims are just part three of the trilogy, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, we don't like Islam. We're not fans, but it's all the same. It's like, if a, if a, if like a Muslim, Muslim runs is equivalent a Democrat, to Jew and is equivalent to, <laughs> equivalent yeah, to Christian. A Muslim like, runs as a Democrat, and it's like most of their policies are fine. I'm like, sure. I'll support him. Yeah. You know, like, as a like, as a, a young man being brought up in the, the Baptist church, like when I finally realized that all of like Judaism, Christianity and Islam all followed the same fucking Abrahamic God, you know how much of a fucking revelation that was? How much of a mind splitting moment that was for me? I'm like, wait a minute. I thought Jews didn't believe in this and I thought the Muslims believed yeah, this and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's all the same. Fuck. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same one. It's all yep. the same one. They just had feelings differently. And it all ties to their fucking God telling and the one dude to strap his kid to a rock and uh, demanding that he kill him. It's like, And feelings are fine, guys. In interpersonal relationships, feelings are fine. Here's what we don't do. We don't make feelings laws. 
and we definitely don't ask political candidates about feelings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> feelings don't fucking matter. But this, but like these motherfuckers are like, you're a Muslim. What the shit fuck does that <laughs> matter? <laughs> Just wait. I'm it doesn't a, matter to me. I'm going to let it play I a little bit more. It. Wait. Yep. You said that the courts have spoken regarding President Trump's executive orders regarding immigration. But do you believe that President Trump's orders represent a quote unquote Muslim ban? Have you used the term radical Islam? Because that's so goddamn important. <laughs> it's a non thing. It's a non thing. Um, our friends over at the Godless Revolution once said uh, that they supported the use of the term radical Islam. Um, there's a reason we don't use that word, and that's because it can isolate members of our own community uh, who are not radical and make them feel as outsiders. I understand, guys. I just went on a thing about feelings. Uh, that's where it comes back to interpersonal relationships. Well, I mean, how would any of us feel being called radical atheist extremists or something like that? It's like... Right. It creates an outsider. It creates an outsider of an individual in large swaths. Instead of, you know... You know, there are extremists within every group, religious or non-religious. But when you when you bring it back to when you bring up the the main basic post of it, like, oh, they're an extremist within this group. You know, it's like, like, no, they're an extremist no matter how you fucking slice it. You know, it's it's a useless term is what it comes down to. It's useless. It's a useless thing to say radical Islam. You know what? Yeah, they're. And Islam right now is going through a thing, and there's a large amount of them that are feeling extreme about it. And there's a lot of geopolitical and global warming implications that create those situations. Or, you know, but, if we just stayed the fuck out of the Middle East, maybe they might have cert- sorted some shit out by now. <laughs> yeah. But to sit there and say radical Islam is an oversimplification that is absolutely and entirely useless yeah useless it's useless to say that oh and her question gets worse here we go and where have you publicly denounced terror attacks committed by muslims yeah (laughs) she expects him to be the representative for all of islam because he's muslim (laughs) yeah let me ask uh when was the last time you christians apologized for those guys that you know shoot abortion doctors or uh, how about the most recent attack in San Bernardino? Uh, was it San Bernardino where the guy went into the school and shot the the lady and himself? And like, are we going to ask you guys to apologize for that because he was a radical Christian extremist? I mean, right? By, by your guys's you know own admission, this is what they should be doing. I complained uh, earlier about the Christian woo woo, and she defined atheism for me. Oh, she yay. she defined. And like, how pissed do we get when we're like, when you're like, oh, this is what atheists think. And it's like, mm, mm, no. Hashtag not because, all atheists. <laughs> because we don't have dogma. Like, that's how Muslims feel. Oh, and especially Jews, because like, turns yeah. out there's schools of thought within it. And it doesn't make any sense to be like, all Muslims think this one way. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense. So the guy does respond with with an amazing way of trying to smooth this all out. Here we go. Well, it's a very interesting race. Uh, As you pointed out, I'm a Muslim candidate. Mr. John Ossoff, he's an Orthodox Jewish candidate. We got Baptist, we got other, all kinds of religion. None of the other religions are mentioned, but I get this question all the time. I lived here for 30 years. I've been vetted multiple times. Uh, when I became resident, citizen, a global card, entry card. The question, I denounce any forms of violence or extremism anywhere in the world, whether here, anywhere, by anybody, not just one religion, any religion. That's a good save, especially good with an unfair fucking question like that. So... The point that everybody should understand that my wife and I, we lived there for 30 years. We are a model citizen and almost every religion, every citizens are model. There are few bad apples. When Oklahoma bombing took place, Timothy McBeth did not make every Christian terrorist. Similarly, few Muslim bad apples does not make all Muslim terrorists. So 
that's the point everybody needs to understand that this is how everybody should be treated. And that's when he lost the election. <laughs> oh, that accent lost him the election. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And now he was a Democrat that could have won him an election because <laughs> us Democrats are suckers for foreigners. Like, let's look, be man, honest. Like, look, if, if the Republican Party would ditch the God stuff and ditch a lot of the, you know, we're thinking like we're in the 18th fucking century, like White stuff supremacy. that they've, ad- they've adopted, they might be a more attractive like platform to be on. But they're oh, not because I would certainly be more centrist if the Republican Party wasn't so gaudy and so white. Yeah. And so like, uh, fuck progress, you know, like, no, you shouldn't be against progress. That makes you the Taliban. I thought that was what I thought that's what our country was about was the progressive nation, like new yeah. form of government combining ideas from the past to we create are... a better union. <gasps> oh, we're too crazy. fucking idealistic there, Felicia. That just doesn't work that way. Do you say sort of racist stuff but stop short of saying the N-word? Enjoy the refreshing taste of diet racism. The same sweet ignorance of regular racism, but with none of the guilt or self-awareness. You know I'm not racist, but I would never date an Asian guy. Diet racism. Because you're afraid of blacks and Latinos, but you'd never say that out loud. It's the perfect beverage for people who don't directly contribute to oppression, but have strong opinions about how other cultures should handle it. Stopping Chris shouldn't be a problem if you got nothing to hide. So this past week, I had the pleasure, or displeasure, as some of the family in my life made it known to me later that evening, of having a discussion with two people in my family about Black Lives Matter. Which was amazing because these two folks are members of various police forces within the state of Utah. Both of them came into the conversation talking about how they fucking hate Black Lives Matter and their followers. I honestly have trouble remembering what sparked it all initially, but that's where I came into the conversation. Oh, you guys hate Black Lives Matter. You do realize that I'm one of those supporters, right? And so what stemmed from that initial line went into discussions concerning systemic racism, victim complex, and me having to remind these people that their jobs are just that jobs they could take their blue lives off at any fucking time that they want while people of color everywhere have to live that way every single fucking day of their life uh the conversation lasted at the dinner table for a good 45 minutes and i wish to god i would have captured any of it to replay on the show but it got heated at times when i had to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves so i asked them the people i was talking with to tell me exactly what it was about black lives matter that they hated and about the only reason they could come up with, because they both had to admit that they hadn't read the manifesto, they didn't know any of the talking points that Black Lives Matter was trying to put out there, so they didn't know about the necessary reforms that would make both their jobs easier as well as safer for those in the people in the black community. No, their reason that they brought up is that people claim that Black Lives Matter whenever they arrest anyone who is black. Like, they inject themselves into the arrest even if the guy has a warrant. And I asked what they thought of the protesters, and of course they they get the whole they shouldn't be blocking traffic thing that keeps coming up, and I thought I'd hear, and of course they they were parroting the talking points they get from fellow members of the law enforcement community. They had to, they of course had to bring up Chicago and the overabundance of black-on-black crimes. Nothing at all about systemic racism, nothing about the poverty and ignorance levels of certain communities, white or black, that led to the crimes happening. No, none of that at all. The problem ultimately lied at the feet of those people who most statistically uh, minded people who could call bell-ins. You know, the ones that ruin it for the rest of the people in the actual fucking movement. So I had to let them know that there are cops in their culture who are the exact same thing. Extremists. They're the ones to blame for the perception that most cops are corrupt and And if the cops aren't going to take care of that themselves, we need groups like Black Lives Matters to do so. My gosh, people, it went all over the place. I went so far as to even bring up the fucking Mormon day nights to talk about judging an entire group based on the extremist point of view and how it's not accurate or fair to do so. I think they were more impressed that I knew what a day night was, actually. They're like, fuck, he studies our church history. God damn it. So one in particular... And I'm keeping it very vague, not to blow back on any of them. Ask me, Chris, you know me. 
You do know that I wouldn't judge a person based on the color of their skin. Don't you know that I'm not a racist in the slightest? To which I had to give probably the hardest answer ever because I knew it would change our relationship to say it. But I said, no, I don't know that. I know who you are, with me right now especially. I don't know how you are around people when you're an officer. I don't know if what you say or do is racially motivated or not. I don't know if you use the word nigger around your buddies or say horribly racist or misogynistic shit around your fellow officers. I don't know. And being a skeptic, I can't say that I do just because we're having beers and tacos in Vegas. I can't do that. Sadly, that had to lead to the next question that I had for them. I had to ask them point blank. Explain to Mir Rice. Tell me how cops arrived on the scene whipped open a door and shot a little kid before having enough time to ascertain the situation. Explain Freddie Gray. Explain the guy who was holding his hands up and saying, don't shoot, this kid is my patient, and then getting shot. Explain the guy who was shot at the sus- as, like, as the suspect fleeing the scene and getting a gun planted on him. How about the gentleman who was being respectful, following the officer's orders, and still got shot while his girlfriend held a camera to Facebook Live exactly what was going on to him. Explain how that shit happens. Explain to me the militarization of police forces. Explain to me why exactly they need wartime equipment and why they feel it is necessary to act as though they are a paramilitary organization, even though they're not. For the most part, honestly, it was a good conversation. It was good-natured, and it was very much eye-opening for both sides involved, especially when it all came to the consensus of the court system and prison systems being completely fucked. How certain people are lit off with three months for rape while people with weed get 20 years based solely on the color of their skin, and how, for the most part, America's quote-unquote innocent until proven guilty applies only to those that are rich while others don't. I, can speak, I can't speak for them all. But I do think I might have changed their minds a bit, even though they kept insisting that I had no idea what I was talking about, even though I've been writing, reading, studying this stuff, and talking about it for the past two years of my fucking life. I might not understand how it is to be a beat cop who works 12-hour days, but I sure as shit can study social trends and look up court records and statistics from the FBI just like they would. So in short, I had a great conversation, and I wish I could have shared it with you all. And then this little rant I think I have. All right, that brings an end to the feature segment. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our Friday patron show. That's when we drop the veil of secrecy on our six-month-old exclusive episodes and bring them to the rest of you wonderful people that are not patrons. Those people who count themselves as one of our patrons have probably heard that episode, but uh, they also have another 40-ish shows that they can listen to that are available only to them. So if you not like what we do here... No, and if you wish to support the show that we produce each week, make sure you go to patreon.com slash Outcast and donate at a level you feel comfy with. Uh, So many, 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 many thanks go to our sustaining patrons, Angelica Pearson, the Godless Revolution Podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike and Darcy Bowman, and of course, the Rissy Monster herself, Marissa McCool. Uh, Remember, we don't only credit those who send the show some cash. We also give shout outs to anyone who gives us a review on iTunes, a subscribe on YouTube, or even the review we got on Facebook this week. We got from William Ferguson, who lives out in the Maryland, D.C. area. I love hearing from people all the way across the country like, oh, you're listening That's to a show amazing. that has Utah Thank in it. You. That's great. He said, this is a great show. Five stars. They address very well all the issues that I care about. And they definitely, he says text check, but I'm sure he's like fact check is what he meant to say. I would guess, because X and C are kind of close on the people. Anyway, thanks for that, William. It's really great to hear from you. So your reviews really do help out the show in reaching more people. We're really grateful to get any reviews in. So go right now and give us a rating if you haven't already, and we'll be sure to give you your due praise. So a final thanks go to Felicia for joining me this week. But like I said, we'll catch you guys on Friday with our older patron show, and again on Monday with a brand new episode full of current events. But until then, everyone, you're welcome. Bon nuit. And we're going to do it in tandem this time. Good night. Good night, everybody.
So the pastor of the gay kid that has his gay kid, he's to blame somehow for the kid turning out to be a homosexual. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, um, make, that makes complete sense, Christians. That, that makes so much fucking sense. 